0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I really don't understand this next story about how in this day and age, after all the controversies and all the questions, there could still be a politician who is accused of trying to get around the rules of freedom of information. How does this happen? Why? What is this latest case all about? That's what we're going to find out now with the help of Richard Zussman, our Global News online legislative reporter. Hi, Richard. Hi, Simi. I understand Question Period was quite feisty today on this topic.
1: (laughs) It was today and yesterday. So all of this surrounds uh, Ginny Sims, uh, who is a minister, also an MLA for Surrey. And there's a few different accusations that are coming forward. And I've got a few different letters I'm looking at uh, in front of me here. So the first is around the use of email. So Kate Gilley worked for a six week period for Ginny Sims. Uh, She said she saw all sorts of egregious things that infuriated her and she's hired a lawyer and put forward this letter making accusations around uh, the way that Ginny Sims used uh, WhatsApp, Uh, as well as her personal email. And there are some serious issues being raised by Gilly in this letter uh, that was sent to the uh, Information and Privacy Commissioner, the Chief Electoral Officer, uh, as well as to uh, David Eby, that uh, Ginny Sims was skirting the rules by trying to hide correspondence and that she advised her staff to do the same. Sims has has denied all this. Uh, She says she follows all the rules. The reason why she says to use WhatsApp is for constituency work, which is separate from government work. Uh, So trying to divide those two things, which is obviously always a complicated part of the way that the workings of government go. But uh, there seems to be here, the Liberals have have got onto this and continue to question Sims uh, and believe that there some serious issues here. And Mary Polak said that uh, if it's proven that this is true, uh, that Ginny Sims should no longer be a minister.
0: Ooh, okay. And this isn't the first time, right, that this has been happening with Ginny Sims? did not this come up before?
1: It has. Ginny Sims has been scolded before. She has been forced to apologize for making mistakes before around the use of her email. And the other thing that complicates all this is she is the minister responsible for freedom of information. Oh, you've so... got to be kidding me, Richard. <laughs> so if anyone knows these rules, it should be the minister. Uh, yeah. Again, we're, you know, this is, again, he said, she said between a former staff, which uh, as we hear often in these cases is being described as disgruntled. Uh, but, you know, I know this woman who's making these accusations and just from, uh, you know, from what I know, um, it seems like there must be some truth to all this. You know, how many of these rules got broken? Still unclear. But there are some legitimate concerns that have been raised.
0: Well, absolutely. Like, for instance, why would you ever direct staff to use WhatsApp? You know what I mean? Because that that just is seeming like you're doing that. Seems like there's a problem. Like, why not just use regular email correspondence?
1: Yeah. And I think part of it is to try. In some cases, you're allowed to communicate where uh, people will not have access to the information. You know, when you make certain decisions, what are you
0: doing, though, if you don't want people to have access to the information? and, and, And
1: that's the big question, too. And then another letter is surfaced today, Simeon. I think this one is almost more egregious in many senses. It's from March. Also from Kate Gillie, and what she says happened was that Ginny Sims uh, wrote letters of support for visas for ten Pakistani individuals, and the letters their their visas got denied in part because three of them were on a U.S. security watch list. And what? Sims also in this letter said that uh, in the letter Gillie says that Sims was going to receive political donations from this group. Uh, for supporting these visas. Sims says all of this is absolutely untrue. But, you know, it, it, in looking at the letters, there is so much detail in here that it raises some significant concerns. The other part that Sims has admitted to doing wrong is in the letter of support uh, her title of minister was used. Oh, which wait, is that's a no-go. And in, completely inappropriate when you're, as an MLA, supporting someone in a visa, and, and Sims apologized for that today and said that that was a mistake made by staff, which, again, is a classic line yes. from government when they get caught out on these things. So we have these two things uh, butting heads now, accusations from Kate Gilley, and I think they are pretty serious and, and are being looked at by the government. You know, part of the answer today from the government from David Eby was, you know the process worked its way through the privacy commissioner and, and that's how it should be done but I, I think there's still a lot of unanswered questions here
0: uh how th- this seems to be the one minister who continually runs into this problem richard as we were saying there how much of a concern is that for the premier at this point
1: i think it will become a bigger and bigger concern as there becomes more and more attention about this you know what we've seen these issues with the previous government triple deleting emails yeah. quick wins quick wins ultimately uh let uh, Some ministers were... Uh, John Yap lost his job as a minister because of quick wins. Triple delete, no ministers lost their jobs. I, you know, with the public, it's hard to explain. I think people are probably listening to this saying, Richard, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't really understand what the big deal is. But from the point that you made, Simi, I think people are, don't understand why politicians try to use their influence to help people who sometimes can be a bad guy or use... Things like WhatsApp, where you can hide text messages. Like, I think that resonates in the public's mind. So, I think John Horgan will have to have a serious look at this obviously conversations will be had and have been had with jenny sims about why this happened and i think decisions will be made going forward about whether there's a trust there that she can make the right decisions and the, yeah the government can trust that she'll follow along with the rules
0: because here's the thing about this particular minister as well is it i can't remember the last time she was in the news for something positive about her ministry work <laughs> right I'm trying versus, to remember yeah um, i can't remember versus what, us talking about her when something like this comes up
1: and, and it is a bit of a tricky ministry citizen services you know not one of as they describe the sexy ministries you know it's a nuts and bolts the job of government uh you know make sure that the wheels are moving in terms of uh you know service offices and things like that but you're right you know she has been Uh, in the spotlight for this. Melanie Mark also was in the spotlight earlier for this as well. And, you know, as these accusations continue to pile up, she was also questioned earlier for taking pictures with people who are known uh, to be involved in criminal activity. Uh, Part of this is also we see these accusations often in the Indo-Canadian community. Surrey politics is something that vexes me often. Um, But... She can there continues to be sort of accusations and allegations against Sims making bad judgment calls, which I think is the one thing that would have Premier Horgan worried.
0: I would think so, too. Yeah. OK. So what did Jenny Sims have to say about all this today?
1: Uh, absolutely false. I wouldn't do that. I'm sorry for using my ministerial title. It wasn't me. It was my staff. When I noticed the mistake, I fixed it. Uh, you know, this is behind us. I've had these discussions. No big deal here. Uh, so. You know, not a huge surprise, but she adamantly denies that she asked for the donation. She adamantly des- denies that she skirted the rules. She explains that she was trying to uh, split apart the work done in the constituency from that of government. So, you know, I- I'm not surprised by the answers. Uh, I think they were to be expected, but that's what she said to us uh, just about uh, 15 minutes ago.
0: Also with the donation issue, above, above and beyond the title thing and the donation issue is you wrote a letter of support for 10 people who were on a U.S. watch list. How is she determining who she writes letters of support for?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So three of the 10 were on the list uh, based on what we see in this letter here. Uh, And uh, it's unclear. You know, these seem to be friends or, uh, you know, have they described here? Drop everything and deal with this quote in the letter. Uh, There's a part here about them being closely related to one of her staff. Uh, Ginny responded saying that I should leave it with her and tell no one. Like, you know, oh these are things that make you, and again, it's person. you know, my word against your word, uh, but there are things in here that, Uh, some serious concerns about her judgment and how she decides to support certain people. And, you know, maybe these are people she knew well, but clearly, uh, based on what we're reading here, there were some concerns about some of them as well.
0: Would you say there's more to come on this, like in terms of, uh, (laughs) the BC Liberals obviously scoring some points on this today. Yeah,
1: they are. So, you know, they're pretty pleased with themselves. Uh, I think they probably, there may be one more document that the challenges sent me, as you know. Tomorrow we're going to have this call, whether there's going to be a public inquiry on money laundering or not. Not. Thursday, we're going to have the McLaughlin report looking into uh, Gary Lenz and Craig James whether they keep their jobs. I think staying in the headlines with this is going to be hard. Uh, there are only a few of us, Keith and I, are the ones doing the the lug work here for Global. We, you know, it's there's not, there's, not, <laughs> be there's only so That's many minutes in the day, and so right. I feel like this is a big one today. Maybe we see it tomorrow, but by the time this public inquiry decision comes by eleven. All eyes, politicians, yeah. journalists, everyone will be on that. So I, I think there may be more to come on this, but I
0: think... For that... now, she may just be a, a luck of timing for her. Exactly. Got it. All right, Richard, thank you for that. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Talk to you soon. That is Richard Dussman, our Global News online legislative reporter, talking about the latest goings-on over in Victoria today, where, yeah, there is a lot of concern at this point about NDP MLA Ginny Sims. She's been accused of skirting FOI rules again uh, with accusations that she directed staff to use whatsapp which of course if you use whatsapp you know one of the uh, one of the privacy issues with whatsapp is that it deletes the messages right after a period of time so why would you be asking staff to use that as well as she's using it herself uh, some letters all of this kind of coming out from the bc liberals today but it did make for a very lively question period but richard makes an excellent point uh this is it's not the first time that Ginny Sims has been accused of having questionable judgment but given all the other things that are going to happen in victoria today will they you know will the ndp be able to change the channel on this uh, and will she still be getting a grilling on this a couple of days from now chances are probably not